I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Howdy, folks. Hope you're having a good day today, and let me be the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I have a disclaimer that I need to make so I don't get my butt sued, <laughs> and I probably won't, but anyway. So, the disclaimer is, I just want to let everyone know that these are from my experiences. I am not a doctor, a psychologist, or a therapist, but I just want to let you know that I am not a medical profession. If you think your son needs to get diagnosed, I cannot help you with that. You need to see a doctor or a therapist for that, because I am not a doctor. I'm only making this based on my experiences, and I'm trying to help the world. So, just want to let everyone know that I'm not a doctor, and I'm doing the best I can to help you without being a doctor. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job, but it's it's my podcast, and you guys think what you think. Also, I have some new things and some new and improved things coming up, but I'll get into that later. But right now, I'm gonna give an, I'm gonna lead into it with some shout outs. So the first shout out I'd like to give is to Miss Blaine Yoho. Blaine Yoho is my second mother. No offense, mom, <laughs> but anyway, Blaine Yoho has been there for me for a good long while, and she does some. She is the most motherly type person I've ever met. She does have a big heart and a big personality, and yes, she does whatever she wants, which I actually kind of admire because she is an individualist and does whatever the heck she wants, and boy, oh boy, I wish I could be hurt sometimes. And Blaine, I love you with all my heart, and I would give up my life for you. And Blaine, you are also raising a fine young man. You're doing the best of your ability, and you are overcoming his struggles, and you can tell you are a motherly type person, and boy, oh boy, you are a fighter and and someone with determination that I've seen, and you love people, and you are a you are a person who cares about children and loves the entire world and just a good human in general. Also, people, in case you didn't know, on my last podcast, I said if you leave me an email with Larry and Mr. Ian, scene1110 for more on that. But she has won the Hershey bar. So, Blaine, I cannot wait to give you that big, melty, and juicy. But that's only for a hammer, isn't it? Oh, well. Juicy, giant candy bar. Uh, I think that's enough about Blaine. Sorry, Blaine. I got to move on here. I would like to give another shout-out to Miss Tony Freeman. Tony Freeman is my aunt and a very nice person and an extraordinary human being, but also does care about me and her grandchildren a lot, and I just miss her a lot. So, I, Tony, I hope you're doing well, and I hope you get back to good good old health. The third shout-out that I'd like to get to is to Mrs. Gray, or a.k.a. Kelly Gray. Miss Gray donated me to my uh, charity, which I'm going to do, the shoe drive, and she gave me some money for my podcast, and hopefully... She did it well, and she mailed me and wrote me a letter, which I think I will read to you. So it says this, Sam, I am so proud of you. I love that you are using your media talent to share your stories. You're making a difference. Thank you for what you're doing. Love, Miss Gray. Miss Gray, I love you too, and I want to say thank you for all the podcasts you helped me with. Thank you so much, and I cannot wait to see you again and give you the give you a really big hug for your for gratitude. Now, another shout-out I'd like to give to is to Mr. Caleb Hamilton. Caleb Hamilton is a jock, but you want to like about you, Caleb? You're not a snobbish brat. You are one of the most kind-hearted people I ever met. You love my mother, and you love our family, and you got a good heart, truly. You care about people. I don't know what sports has taught you, but if football's taught you good sportsmanship, then they've taught you well, because you are a good kid with extremely good sportsmanship and very grateful for who you are. So, Caleb, you're a great man. You're you got my back, and I got yours, so thank you so much for everything you've done for my mother and myself. Another shout-out I'd like to get to is to Miss Grandma Alice, or a.k.a. Alice Mitchell. Grandma, I hope you're doing well, and Grandma is a sweet old lady that you and me and you expect to see, but she also does have your back, and yes, she will help you. She does care about children. I've seen grandmas who care about children, but not as much as Grandma Alice, and Tate, you do too, but Alice, I think you do it a lot more. And but Tate, you you care. Make you make sure every ch- children's safe. You make sure everybody is safe in the family. You get life. You are a wonderful human being, and I hope that you are 
You'll be when you go. I will consider you one of the best grandmas in the world, and I think everyone who gets to know you is a huge honor and a privilege. The final shout out that I like to get to is to Miss Maddie Jordan. Maddie Jordan is one of my good friends, and yes, she is extremely introverted, but has a big heart. Her heart speaks speaks for herself, and she is Eastern Greens, in my opinion, Eastern's hidden gem, and the person who will look after you, and one of the nicest people you ever meet. So, Maddie, I hope you're doing well. And you got a big heart, and I'm so happy that we have became friends. And you are a, you are the nicest human being. I hope big things for your future, and thank you for those questions. You gave some excellent questions, and I cannot wait to hear more about you. Now, I know I give shout-outs, and you probably heard me on some several episodes, but I wonder this. You want to know how you can get a shout-out? What if I could give you a shout-out as someone new? What if I could give some new viewers a shout-out? What if? What? Imagine the shout-outs being all yours. Imagine me hearing... Well, I think about you imagine all the positivity thought I could be cheers to you. But anyway, if if you want a shout out, what you got to do is you got to email me at mitchellsam171 at gmail.com. And the way you get a shout out is to ask me a question or two about autism. But it has to be about a previous subject, which, be, which means about, about me, honesty versus bluntness, my way of the highway, my mother, making friends, meltdowns. But it has to be about a previous topic. Otherwise... Honestly, I'm just going to throw that question out the, do- out the door and I'm not even going to listen to it or answer it. But it has to be a question about previous topic or a previous topic that I've done already. Or if you got a question about something, wait till I do an episode on it and then you can get your shout out. So do a question that I'm going to do in the future. Otherwise, I'm just going to throw in the trash and I'm not even going to pay attention to you. And sometimes what I'll do is if you give me a shout out, I might sometimes slide in Hershey bars of your choice. Like you can get a Hershey bar, you can get the Hershey bar with almonds, the cookies and cream Hershey bar, Hershey kisses. I mean... My rule is, though, with that is you win it. It has to be Hershey. Otherwise, I am going to get you your favorite candy. I'll just give you a hug instead. I'm also going to do something nice, and I'm actually really excited. So, oh, my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Sorry. I need to stop. I'm getting really too peppy for this. But anyway, here's what I'm going to do. When I, on the 21st episode, and as time goes on, I'm going to make a shirt. And that shirt will be my promotion of podcast, and it will be a rewarding shirt to where you get a cool decoration and it will say Autism Rocks and Rolls, but then there'll also be some cool things on there and some other stuff. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. But there are some rules you got to do. There are some things you got to do to get in the drawing. So the one thing you got to do for Facebook, and all you got to do is one magic thing, and that is you got to share. You got to share away, and if you do share, your name gets in the drawing. Now, you don't have to just use Facebook. There are other ways, too. You can use Messenger, and what you do for Messenger is you can tell me you listen to it, but I also need identical proof that you did it. Otherwise, I ain't going to listen to you. And I'm just going to throw your offer in the ditch. And I'm not going to pay attention to you. But you don't have to use Messenger. You can also use Snapchat. If you use Snapchat, the one magic thing you got to do is screenshot the story. Because I'll post it on Snapchat. And be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. I got this cool episode, blah, blah. And all you got to do is screenshot it. And then you are in the drawing. But you can also use this. This would be the easiest probably is you can use Podbean, and all you got to do is just comment on it. Just comment like, hey, good job, or you're doing great, or blah, blah. And if you do any of those four things, your name will get in that drawing, and I will announce the winner on the 21st episode. Now, I also want to say that some of you already have already entered the drawing. I do not know whom yet, but I think you know who you are, and if you did, congratulations. But if I don't know who did, but I think you know who you are, if you did or not. Oh, before I forget, though, um, the one thing I, I am going to make a rule for the drawing is your name can only be in the drawing once. Once your name is in that drawing, you're done. There's no more name in the drawing. You can't enter it twice, just one time. And you can enter, like, multiple drawings as time goes on. But this one from 1 to 10, the only rule, 1 to 20, sorry, the only rule is 
You cannot be in it more than once. Otherwise, I can't put you in there at all. And you just have to be in there once, and you could be the winner. And your chances of winning are unlikely, but you still could win. You never know. I mean, God's in our hands sometimes, or the Tooth Fairy's in our hands sometimes. But I don't have the I don't get how the Tooth Fairy would. But anyway, maybe maybe luck will be on your side. Now that's enough. I think about shoutouts and shirts and all that jazz. Let's get to the podcast part, shall we? I think we all want to get there. So this, so today's episode, I'm going to be talking about pinball because pinball, it's a way of life, and it's just so much like us. I mean, pinball is like our brain, basically. I mean, pinball, you hear the clicks, you hear the scares, you hit the score, you hear the beeps, you hear the music. I mean, you hear everything, and I mean everything you'd hear in our brains. So it's basically our brain. Pinball is our brain in so many ways that you may not understand, but pinball is our brain. And pinball to us is so much more to us. It's a way to escape life. It's a way to escape the world around us. It's a way to escape our demons. It's a way to escape our parents. No offense, parents. But it's a way to, and it's an escape to help us calm down with our nerves. And it can help us in so many ways that I will get into. But pinball is a way of life. And it's our clicking way of knowing of how we'll operate and it, and will lead to the way at the end of the tunnel. Now, the definition of pinball, it's a game where small metal balls are hit on a sloppy or, or a slopey board, and you must hit multiple and different targets in order to win, because in order to win pinball, you gotta do so many things. I mean, sometimes you gotta make it up slides, sometimes you gotta put it in holes, and if you're looking right now, I think you know what I'm doing, so look below if you get what I'm doing. <laughs> but anyway, pinball is a way of... It's a way of life, and pinball, what you gotta do is gotta hit so many targets. There's so many different things. Maybe you have to make it fly out of the glass, and I hope that's not the case, because someone will probably get hit in the eyeball. But anyway, there are so many things you can do with pinball, and pinball, there's so many variety of ways to win, and there are so many ways, and ugh, pinball is just amazing. It's our paradise. Pinball is a way of life, like I said, and pinball, it can, you gotta win, and pinball connects because it, it helps with so many skills, and it helps with a game it's a fun little it's a fun educational old fart game and i think part of the reason why i like it so much is because to me you know i just never been into the um new stuff like like halo fortnite or like guitar hero but i think it's kind of old too but still kind of new but anyway i just never been into that kind of stuff i just never been into the new stuff the shooting games i'm into minecraft i just never have been i mean that's just my style man but I'm, I feel like I'm an old generation buffoon because I like the old the old arcade games and the old fart buffoon things that old people would probably do at the time. Like like the old arcade games and maybe some billards or pool as we call it. But mainly pinball because when I, when my grandpa Gary when was 12 years old, that's when they came out. And yeah, he's pretty old and I think he's he has long evidence fans. So I think he'll live for a good long time. But when he was 12, he told me that pinball came out and... That's pinball has been going on for a long time and it's not around as much unfortunately it's kind of dying on us but pinball it's going around still and that's why I love it so much because it makes sense it's logical so that's why I feel like I'm an old generation because people used to play it and they feel like, and I feel like they should play it still but unfortunately some of these old things that aren't even good or good I'm thinking really you guys should play pinball instead because pinball to me is at least better than Fortnite or something because pinball is our way of life and unfortunately Pinball is has is dying down, but as long as it's still living, I'm going to continue to play it. And I also like it because it has some autistic traits, believe it or not. Because to me, this pinball thing and pinball machines connect with me because it's with autism as well. Because that is what's in our brain, like I said. It, it's because our brains. And it thinks like a pinball machine. It really does, like I said in the like I said a while back ago. And in our brains, it feels like 
controlled chaos because in my definition con controlled chaos is like chaos that's like controlled and just in our little bubble because that's what it is that's what our brains are it's controlled chaos because sometimes we're pinballs we're our brains getting be our brains being a pinball and sticking all over the place and being chewy like nasty strawberry gum and when it's stuck there it's like uh, 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 and we just can't move on so it is controlled chaos because one minute we can be in the hole the next minute we're moving up the slide or the next minute we're being flippered with the flipper the next minute we're hitting the bumper so when it's still going smooth and it doesn't hit the middle that's when we're like oh ah uh, or i could do this or the hole could do this or the brain can do this but when we go in that middle and we get there it's like boom I mean, that's what it feels like because we just don't know because it's at the same time we're scared. When it goes in that hole, we're doomed. Basically, when we go in the middle, it's basically the middle's our doomsday. So when we go in the middle, watch the hell out. Let's put it that way. To me, when we, so to me, it thinks like controlled chaos because of all the things that's going on because each part of the pinball is a different part of our brain because one part could be the nice part, the devilish part, the, the Satan part, the holy part, and then there's so many different parts there could be. So that's why it's a pinball, because of all the stuff that's in there. Now, however, though, there's also something called uncontrolled chaos, because it's chaos that's not controlling our bowl, because when that pinball is going, ding, 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 beep, 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 gold score, and it's making all these, like, crazy noises, it's, we're, our brain's scattered. It's like, that's another boom, ah, moment, but it's more of a, uh, it's instead, when it's moving, we're just deteriorating, it's like, uh, 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 <laughs> Like, it's kind of like that stuff. And when we're, because when it's like that, when we're just screaming, when it's going all over the place, it just takes us down and we want to go lay in bed and cry and take a nap until this thing is done. Now, you're probably wondering what if the pinball machine was not controlled and the glass was not on it and it was flying in the sky, maybe, and laying on tables. And you know what happens? Get ready for it. And shocker. Dun, dun, dun. We will anticipate and see 1110 where the odds from work because that talks about more and more anticipation. But for real, if it's flying in the sky and it's laying on tables, then we will anticipate and just be all hyper, hyper and jigga, 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 jigga. And instead of being excited, we'll anticipate and go crazy and berserkers. Or, get ready for it, we'll also have dun, 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 anxiety. C109 autistic butterflies for that. But for real, we'll also have anxiety because it's also, a, we'll have anticipatory anxiety. And we'll be, anxiety, we'll be, like, just scared, ripping our hair out. And we'll just be scared to death. And we'll basically be, like, hiding our blankets and being, like, there's, like, a little monster or the boogeyman's crawling up the bed. And I hope to God you don't anticipate while the boogeyman's up there because that's going to add a little more horror effect, horror effect to you. But anyway, when we get there, when we're anticipating or having anxiety or having both, then that's one of the worst scenarios there. But anyway, when we do that, then we, if that is not controlled, it's not controlled, it's flying in the sky and it's landing in people in places where we don't want to know or want to know, then chances are we're going to anticipate or have anxiety due to it not being controlled because it's chaos, but not controlled chaos. Also, if we do, and if it does, that glass breaks and that glass shatters like the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme song does, and it goes, and it's all that stuff. It's what that song is. If you listen to that intro of mine, earlier and um it's basically what happens if that glass breaks it shatters you hear car crashes you hear fire explosions but you got to hear real closely if you listen to it again because that's the feeling if you listen to that sound and that horror effect sound then that's what we feel like we feel dark we feel scared we feel like a car just been hit with us like 25 miles per hour or we feel like a, our house just burnt down or our, we just got hit in the head with a bunch of ceiling glass and there's just so many scenarios that it could happen but those are what 
the main three things we feel like when it happens. Also, Pinball helps Autistic Child by getting them out of their world and not getting out of their little shell and staying out of their comfort zone. And they can interact. It gets them to interact with parents, their friends, and their family. And you, you can learn that by looking at the first video below because it's the Path of Play video. And he, the young man here was diagnosed with autism. And he doesn't talk that much, apparently. Or he's in his bubble a lot. But when he plays pinball, something happens. And a brain just shifts. And he's in a whole new scenario and just a new world. And just talking to his family like he didn't even have autism. You didn't even notice it, man. Which is, I think, is kind of cool. But his autism is still there. But I won't dread on that. But he, but it acts like he doesn't have it. And that's just somehow impressive. So pinball can lead us to not showing our autism side. And you can see a whole new side of us of where we you would not see before. Now, in my opinion, based on what I've seen, pinball can help many things. Some things, in my opinion, that it can help are self-esteem. And you're probably thinking, and what I mean by this is if, is if you're thinking, self-esteem, pinball machine can help self-esteem, really? How can it do that? I don't know how that can. What the heck? That's very new. Uh, Yeah, it can. Because, believe it or not, like I said in that first video, this young man who was diagnosed... It gains your self-esteem because you're feeling good. You're feeling good about playing a game. You're feeling good about something you're good at. And if you're not, you can get better at it. But anyway, that's... But I don't... I think every autistic child will understand pinball because at least... Or some parts of it because it's part of us. But it will help their self-esteem because they'll feel close to it. They'll feel like they're they're playing their own brain, if that makes any sense. Another thing I can help, help it with is it's very similar to self-esteem is it can help with confidence. And what I mean by this is... Because we're in our own, we're playing our own brand. We know what to do. We're being more confident. That can change. I know it did with me because it definitely changed my confidence. Because when I was playing that pinball machine, I developed more confidence. I felt at home. I felt safe. I felt I was playing with my family, even though I probably wasn't. I just felt like I was playing with peers, even though I probably wasn't. But that's what I feel like. It gives us more confidence due to us knowing how to do it and knowing that we're at home, basically, and basically got our second home. And I wish we were. Could be in the pinball machine. Because that, because we're basically just being in our own brain, but we can't. And I wish we could. I wish there was like some magical invention too. But anyway, when we are playing pinball, it gains us more confidence due to us knowing we're safe. And I wish somehow that we could basically be the pinball because we basically ace it and kick yo butts at it. Something else that could probably help them with is more social. Because think about this for real. If there's a kid, he's playing some pinball. And he's going, okay, I got to get this in the theater. Hey, dad, I got to get this in the theater. Or time to get up the slide. Or, woohoo, I got a point. I mean, yeah, he's not the most social, but he's being more social. He's gaining social skills. You guys want to develop more social skills. This is how to do it, man. Get your kid in front of a pinball machine because it will help. I promise. But like I said, it will develop social skills because they're telling you, I got to get in the movie theater. Or, hey, Timmy, I got to get in the movie theater. Or, hey, Tom, I got to get this in the movie theater. Or, hey, Adam, I got to get this in the hole. Or, I got to get some slides because I'm going to win. Woo, woo. And he, they're becoming more social. I mean, they're kind of bragging, but yet they're talking to you unlike when they're away from the pinball machine. Another thing that can help is, to me, is study skills. Because think about this for a minute. They are technically trying to study the ball in the hole. Oh, God. I need to shut up. That just sounded wrong. Okay, let me rephrase this. They're studying how to get the ball and play the game. Think about that. Whoa, look at me. Didn't I just blow your minds? Man, I think I just blew my mind. I even wrote this thing. <laughs> Man, I definitely blew my mind. Whoa. But anyway, that's how it can help because they're studying. They're studying how to do it. They're studying how to make it up the slide. They're studying what to do. They're studying the angles. They're studying, should I hit it here? Should I hit it here? Should I backhand it? I mean, they're studying what to do. So yes, they're teaching them study skills just like they would be studying their own homework. 
the final thing that I think that it could help is hand-eye coordination because they're trying to hit the buttons at the same time. They're staring at a ball, and they got to do it. At, they got to be precise and strategic and technical because otherwise, they one mess up, you're screwed basically. So it's teaching them hand coordination because they got to hit the buttons at the right time. Otherwise, they're screwed. Or they look at the ball and they got to look at it and figure out when to hit it. They're staring at a ball, and I don't mean I hope this doesn't teach them to be a stalker. And that's the case. I apologize. But anyway, it's teaching them to look at a ball and to look at something and pay more attention. So that I just willed myself again. I got to do another one of those. Whoa. So what if I did the hand? It teaches them hand and eye coordination because they've got to be precise. This will help them in the real world when they got to be precise with a job. When they got to be precise and technical to put, a, to put a hay bale on. I mean, there are a lot of things that are technical and strategic or when the time like math is. This is a great, great example of how to show them strategic and technical ways to make it in this world. Now that I did it and my turn, it's like John Cena, your time is, my time is up and your time is now because now it's your turn. Think of it like of a skill, like it like a general skill, such as self-esteem or study skills or coordination. But if you email me at mitchellsam171 at gmail.com and you name a skill that it could help, I will give you a shout out on my next episode because that's all the skills I could think of. But maybe there's a skill I'm missing. So if you tell me a skill I'm missing, I will give you a shout out. But don't be something stupid. Don't be the idiot but how to make a peanut butter sandwich. How's that going to help a kid make a peanut butter sandwich? Well, it could, I guess. But you got to give me a good detailed explanation on why it could. And you got to give me a, like a sentence on how why you think that skill would help, how pinball would help them with that skill in particular. But you guys know that, you know, it doesn't have to just be with autism. It can help. It can also help someone with a different disorder. And this might help someone with a different disability. And pinball could maybe click with them as well and help them with something they struggle with. Like maybe they struggle with identity issues. Okay, maybe there could be a transgender pinball person on there. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I'm not the only one feeling this way. Maybe that probably that lady is too. Or it could help them be, teach because maybe there's someone teaching how to make teach how to play pinball so they're trying to be a teacher. I mean, it could help so many other skills or someone else with maybe OCD to get off from their cleaning habits and instead feel okay that and maybe forget their touch of some germaphobic buttons. Or maybe it could help someone with schizophrenia and maybe instead of talking to the, maybe they could talk to the person. I mean, I don't know, but it could help them in, in some ways that I don't know. But maybe it could help another child with, in a different disorder. Now, you're probably wondering as well, what goes in our head when we're playing pinball? How do we feel exactly on the point? Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you. I want you to look at the second video below, actually, because a 27-year-old Canadian named Robert Gagano is actually one of the, the number one pinball player in the world, but yet he has autism. And I want you right now to do me a favor and maybe even pause where you're going and play that video and join his family and peers who give you a perspective on autism through the journey of pinball. And they can show you how what goes in his brain and how he operates in his daily life and how we're very similar and how we're maybe are a little different. Now... You know, it doesn't help with just general skills, actually, because there's some logic to it and figuring out many educational skills, because it does help with some very educational skills. Some educational skills are English, and what I mean by this is because it's more, again, more social, they can work on their English skills by talking and maybe saying, like, thinking about prepositions or the scroll ran blank the tree, or maybe they're thinking of, like, they're talking. Maybe they're not saying ain't, and maybe they're not saying yo, or what's up, or, like, write on papers, how you doing, or, like, what's up. Or how are you? Yeah, what's up? Woo, woo. Or maybe they're not doing that. Maybe they can tell their English by just talking like, well, we need to be more like in these uncharted waters. Or man. Or like maybe they make it similes such as, man, that was cooler than Mr. Obama. 
or that was cooler than Donald Trump seeing me, or it's maybe like that sort of, because they're teaching you, they're teaching how to talk right and use different English skills and different figures of language. Now, another thing I could teach and definitely could teach is geometry. And before I start, I just want to say this, Pythagorean theorem for life. And man, I should never say that Pythagorean theorem. That's my favorite math and only math I think I understand because it makes logical sense and it's geometry. But anyway, geometry, it's like we figure out shapes and patterns and you need shapes and patterns for pinball because there's so much shapes that you can do. There's angles you can look at. You can look at the angle of the shape. You can figure out the special triangle and you're like, oh, okay, then I just gotta click at like a 90 degree angle. You can figure out right angles, obtuse angles, triangles. I mean, there's so much shapes you could use in order to you can use so much geometry in order to figure out where to strike the ball. Like, if you're the type of nerd, and you're just like, thinking, okay, where do I hit this? And you're going to be like, all right, if I hit it at 90 degree, maybe you need some math, like 180 minus 30. And you got to do that, and it's 90. Okay, you got to hit the 90 degree angle. You hit it, boom, you win. I mean, there's so much geometry you can use to use. But the only thing I'm kind of mad about is there's not the Pythagorean theorem, which is A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I don't know how you're going to use that in pinball. I'm kind of disappointed that's not in there, and I wish they did. Another skill that it could definitely help is time management because when you're playing pinball and you you got to be precise and vigilant, otherwise one error, you're done. But if you're so precise all the time and you're just timing everything bingo, then you're good. You're good. And it's teaching time management because think about it. You're like, you're timing your time on the pinball, but you can use it in the real world because you're thinking at the same time, like one minute and you're like, click it. It's like, oh, time to go to bed. And it's nine o'clock. I mean, you knew it. So it does teach time management. Due to thinking of, like, maybe I'll play pinball and then take a shower right when I'm done because I know in a minute it'll be 9 o'clock. So maybe you know, due to pinball helping you out, man. I mean, pinball will help you with time. And I might need because I hate algebra. But anyway, when you use time and pinball, it's a perfect combination. And they're perfect. And they and I smell roses when those two are combined because it's perfect elements added together. The final solution I could, that I could see it helping, and I got to say this real quickly. I see the bad moon rising. Alright, so the... Anyway, wow, I just don't know why I did that. But anyway, it's got a good song stuck in my head. I just listened to it a couple days ago, so that's probably why I have it stuck in my head. But anyway, the final skill that I could see it helping is speech skills. Because think about it. They're talking to you. They're really communicating. They're having a perfectly typical conversation. They're comprehending the conversation, which I'll make an episode about more on in the future. But they're comprehending your conversation to know whether or not they'll, they should have said this and not. They shouldn't know whether to be honest or blunt. And they're working on their previous. They're working on my way or the highway. They're working on making friends sore. They're working on talking to their peers. They're working on meltdown sore. They're working on overanalyzing. They're working on anxiety sore because they're having anxiety whether or not to hit the ball. But they're having it's helped with so many things due to and with speech. And it's helping a lot of things. It's helping people. I think more autistic, autistic people should play pinball in order to help their speech skills. And they should listen to this podcast to combine them. And it will they'll definitely feel better. I could be the cure to your pain now. I don't know any other skills that could help, but do you? If you do, and you gave me a small explanation why that it could help that educational skill, then email me and at the same email, mitchellsane171 at gmail.com, then that would use pinball for, and I will give you a shout-out on air, and I'm kind of curious to know what you guys think. Now, I think it's time for a little history lesson, and let's do the American music. I may have been British. I'll do this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. All right, so here's the history here. So the history of pinball came out when the other arcade games came out and, like, before, like, such as, like, Galaga and all that jazz. So, but there's a little story to it, too. Games that were played, such as croquet or golf, 
change in time by hitting balls with sticks because at the time they're they, at the time they are learning games that you used to play like golf and croquet. They would be a ball and you have to hit it, such as like baseball, like we play now, or bowling, we have to hit something. There are basically a lot of times where there are the games we're playing where you have to hit something. Like we get hit with sometimes with a punch, but I don't think we always a lot of people do. But anyway, the evolution of that led to indoor games such as pool, shuffleboard, and I just got a new shuffleboard table, so that's kind of cool. But anyway, it also led to bowling. I think that's also how bowling came, so they all tied in together. So pinball is definitely a hidden gem with when it comes to pool, shuffleboard, and bowling. But then as time went on, in France, Louis the XIV, which I think is, what's that Roman numeral? Crap. I think that's the 12th. Oh, no. That's Louis the 19th. He made billiard tables, became narrowed, and with one pins at one end of the table, and competitors would shoot the balls with the cue, like pool is. But in 1869, British inventor Monty Redgrave settled in the United States and manufactured Bellagate tables, which is what you see now in Cincinnati, Ohio, which I'll make a future episode on with Cincinnati. But as time went on, they introduced new guys to the Balgate tables. And in Europe, Balgate tables to the pins on the machine. And that gained the name because of the pins on the machine and it led to the name Pinball. And thus, Pinball became born and then it rose and it's dying. But we can save it by playing more Pinball. Now, that's what Wikipedia said. And I'm pretty sure Wikipedia was actually accurate with this one because I also looked at other websites. And I don't remember the, what names, but I looked at ours and I think it said the same thing. So, good job, Wikipedia, on this one. To know pinball a little bit better and just maybe start, you guys start playing. We gotta know the parts of the pinball machine, otherwise, you're gonna be lost. So, some parts are the play field it's a planar surface inclined up 70 degrees away from the player and inclines objects and scoring. So, that's what you see with the board. That's what the board that's like. That's what you'd be like, boom, boom, and that's what you'd be put with. And that's what a basic board would be. And that's the play field. That's what we call the play field because it's gonna make you score and that's what's gonna roll down. I mean, play, play field is the perfect part of the pinball that's what you need for it another part is called the plunger or aka the launcher this tool is what you use to launch the ball to start the game and this kind of reminds me of something kind of cool actually it's kind of like us launching conversation to start things when that ball is launched we're pushed launching a conversation because if it goes back in we're pushed because launching equals conversation but if we're it's mislaunched equals non-conversation and we're in the ditch but that plunger will make you launch the game and that's how you start it and if you can't launch it you better just find another way to launch it with your butt or something else. Otherwise, you're screwed, and you don't know how to launch the ball. You'd be you'd be screwed, and probably don't even can't even start the game. Now, another part that you need to know is the flippers, and what the most essential part is. They are the mechanical levers, which are three to seven meters. And for all you math nerds out there, I converted it with a calculator. That is one to one force to two three force in length that you use to hit the ball, and you keep the ball under control. I mean, that's what you you need. Otherwise, you might as well just say bye bye to playing because you can't flip with anything else. I mean. Your flippers are, are important, and you got to use those to make the ball stay in place. Otherwise, you might as well just use your hands and go beep, 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 and hit the ball with hands. Or otherwise, That's going to be impossible to do, but you need the flippers. Otherwise, you're done with. And those flippers are your best friend, and they will help you. And I think those flippers are going to be your, your key part way to victory. Something else that you need to play pinball is you got to know about the bumpers. These are round knobs that push the ball away because it then will help you because you're going down and the bumper goes boom and it pushes you pushes to the right and they're going beep, 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 beep. and it's that's what you'll hit with and your bumpers could be your lifesaver and bumpers are just like bumper cars except the ball instead of playing bumper cars but your bumpers are your best friend and your bumpers will definitely be will be a key part to your way to victory as well and you could maybe win by just playing around with the bumpers the final part of a pinball machine that you need is a slingshot. These are rubber pads which make the ball go away on impact. I mean, 
you're getting a slingshot just like a typical slingshot instead of going like you slingshot for with dog food but it just slingshots away and it's like the heater bumper and it's going because of all that noise going around that's your slingshot that's what you use to get the ball away and push it maybe to get some extra points and i know i know i do that with definitely a pinball machine that i've used recently and it still works and also, there the another part that you need is targets, but there are many different targets of pinball. Some examples and some targets in pinball are stationary targets. These are static targets that record when a ball pounds them. So it's just like a typical target. You hit the target, oh, point. I mean, that's all there is to it, really. And, and then with the static stationary targets, you just hit it, you win. I mean, there's no problem to it. I mean, it's just simple as that, man. Another type of target is the bullseye target. Static targets have two elements. I mean, you hit the target... You get two elements with like it's like boom 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 and there's targets. You gotta have the elements though to do it. And this reminds me of some like autistic people actually having targets on there. It's cause autistic people do get bullied a lot and it's not their problem, but they're the bully's just being a dummy and an idiot. And he needs to learn that he needs to be accepting. If he's not, he needs to go get some mental help or get a spanking by his parents. Now, my question is if you guys have a story about being bullied, because I definitely do, but I'll Maybe, maybe make an episode on that later. But if you guys have a story, email me, and I will and I want to hear your story. But at the same email, and I want to know if you've been bullied or not. And I want you to th- tell me why you think you've been bullied because of them. Another type of target, real quickly, is a drop tar- target. And these are my favorite because the targets that drop below, and you're just winning someone. Boom! Bing! It's there! And then it, that's what it is. I mean, that's the drop target. You drop it, and you wait for it, and then you have to go back to normal, and it gets you some points. So that's what I call pretty simple and pretty... Pretty um, accommodated to me. Another type of target that you could use and will be on a pinball machine is a kick target. So it looks like a stationary target, like a normal, but when it strikes, uh-oh, it kicks the ball away in the other direction. So it's just like, you, it's like a stationary, but oh, they trick you. It's the kick target. It's the reverse stationary target. And you know, it goes with autism too because autistic people, they're taking advantage of it. And they're manipulated a lot. And they may not even know it though, it's the sad part. Because when they're manipulating, they're being taken of and they're just pretending but then they use them and manipulate them and back some right in the back and basically try to hit them with a shield triple power bomb or put them to sleep i mean they do so many things to make sure they turn into them the final target that you might see in a pinball station is a very targets their targets are rewarded with a different amount because they depend on the impact of the ball and i call them the depending target because you sound like that they're not gonna get points so if you hit like that then they're definitely going to get a lot of points so it all depends on your hardness and how hard you hit the ball and how hard your force is. Now, pinball also has its common features that you might see or some special effects. Some features or special effects that you'll probably see are ball locks. So this is how it works. Each time a ball lands in one lock, and it stays there. It's not going anywhere. You can try to pull it out. You could try to you can try to get a rope and pull it. It ain't going to work. So good luck getting out. But when it's there, it's stuck. And, and it lands in one lock, and it stays there. But then a new ball appears at the launcher. I... That's how well you'll see it every. If it gets in a hole, there's a new one. But that's good because it, that means you're close to gaining some points or gaining the big bo- the big bonus or whatever the jackpot is or whatever else. So that's what a ball lock is. Now let's talk about a multi-ball. This is pretty simple. If you can't figure this out, you need some help because you know what, what does multi mean? Answer, multiple. What does ball mean? The ball. Right. So that, guess what that means? When two or more balls are in the playing field. Ain't that so mind-blowing? <laughs> Sorry, I had to be a little sarcastic there. But anyway, that's when two or more balls are in the playing field because that's what that's big bucks right there. And if you 
you better be learning because that's, like I said, the uncontrolled chaos. I mean, if there are two or more balls on the playing field, that's a way for us to get uncontrolled chaos. But that's what a multi-ball is, is when two or more balls. But if you're just playing, you're in luck, and that, that's going to get you some a lot of points, and you might become the number two player in the world, and you might be able to beat Rob Gargano. So another one is the jackpot. When score, This is when the scoring majorly increases due to doing an act. And the main act that you do is getting the ball up the ramp. I mean, if you get a ball up the ramp with the two holes, you're good to go. You just won a million points, and you just got the jackpot. It's just like the lottery, man. You win the jackpot or the casino. You get the jackpot. So it's like pinball in Las Vegas. You get the jackpot. I mean, it's pretty simple. So another one could be that you might see is the end of ball bonus. So in the end, if you strike the bonus that you were supposed to strike, like a target or donkey or an elephant, and the only reason is because I have, for some reason the election on my mind. But anyway, if you hit those, and that's the bonus, then you earn more po- points at the end because when it's all said, they'll calculate your donkey and elephant bonus points, and you can win and get more points just due to hitting them at the end. And I think that's cool because they save it so you can get some more points, and that could be your final score. That way you can save it for later and not to worry about it right now. The final common feature that you probably will see is an extra ball. If you win this, you get to shoot again. And you'll know that when you do all things in it, for somehow you says there, shoot again. You basically know you just got an extra ball and you get to go four times instead of three. And ain't that a special privilege? Now, you probably wonder, how do you play it? Well, here are the steps that I will give you. The first thing is let's do this podcast. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the zero step that zero became before one. But anyway, the first real step is read the instructions. Every pinball has their own way of getting points and they're all going to be very different. So find and read how to get those points so you can know what to do. Then what you're going to do is you're going to study the layout. Each layout is similar, but it's also different different because of all the new items and the new multiple ways they get points. So find the layout and look, study it a little bit and focus on where the components are and find where you will earn points and become the best pinball player in the world and maybe beat Rob Gargano. And then the third, launch the ball. Very simple. Pull the launcher and give it a good one. But do me a favor and don't be a dummy and do not break it. Don't pull it so hard that you break it and you pull it like you feel like you're pulling something. I mean, don't pull it that hard. I mean, don't pull, man. Just do not pull hard. Then the fourth step is you use flippers. These flippers are your best friend, like I said. And like our brain, actually, we have flippers too. And if that flipper misses, we go mentally crazy. And the buttons are what you use to control the flippers. So, like, duh. But if you use these flippers in pinball and autism... That, those are your best friend to make sure you get points and to make sure that ball stays in the lane. And just for fun, just stay in the membrane. Oh, wait. That's for membrane. Never mind. Scratch that. Oh, well, anyway, moving along, let's move to step five. Use the bumpers. Bumpers will highly likely be on machine because they are essential. And they these are your second best friends. Probably like flippers and then bumpers. And But you need your flippers first. But always remember your bumpers are your second best friend. And they can bounce the ball away from the middle, and they will make sure it will save you. Also, watch your display. Okay, the display is the thing that keeps your score. I what I would do is to watch your display, and make look at your score. I would glance at it every 20 seconds to keep track of your score. And then seven, a tip that I would use is use only one flipper at a time. It's to keep the machine functioning and to make sure it's safe. Use only one flipper at a time, but only do only use two flippers unless necessary. Because think about this. If that ball's getting stuck, it's like, uh-oh, shoot. Well, you know what you can do? Save it by flipping two flippers, and it's there. You're saved. But only if it's just going down, and you're just going one flipper, don't hit both. That's just dumb. Just use one flipper at a time. And, Mom, you need to work on this, because I don't want you breaking my pinball machine. 
But anyway, then what you can do is reset the ball on the flipper, actually. If you need to reset the ball because the ball goes insane, it's like, bing, 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 bing. you can put it on the flipper when it comes down. Just leave it there and go, shoo, and take a deep breath. And like autistic people, we need to do that sometimes because we need to be the resetters. The flipper can be the reset button. We all need to do that. I think everyone in this world should do that with their own flippers. And then the ninth step is to learn where the ball goes on the flipper. After you step eight, try something new. Let it roll and strike it or barely hit it. Maybe you could try striking it like, boop, and then it hits the bumper. Or maybe you try hitting it at this angle. Boop, you do something cool. Or you hit it at this angle and it fails. Oh, well, you tried. But if it fails, don't do it again. But try some things new. Try some new techniques. Try some new strategies. Try some new ideas to manipulate the ball. Just try something new. There's no, I know you might anticipate it, but just try some new to figure out how to be a good pinball player. And then something else you could do is you could practice backhand shots. Because backhand shots, what you use the back is kind of like a back fist, like boom, like a, a Bruce Lee back fist. And if you backhand shot, then what you can do is it might help you and save the ball. Like if it's going down, it's like, uh-oh, crap. Well, guess what? Backhand that sucker, and it's there. So then, the 11th stuff you can do is nudge, nudge, nudge. If you cannot save the ball, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. It's going in the middle. And what you can do, I just learned this a while back ago, is you can nudge and just move it an inch to the left or right, depending on where it's going. And guess what? You could save that ball by nudging it, by just moving it an inch. And now, parents, I just want to let you know, FYI, it's okay to give your autistic child a nudge to start a conversation or maybe to do homework or for younger children to give good hygiene and that's okay because they all need reminders sometimes heck i'll admit i need reminders sometimes but i think she does a little too much but i think i need reminders sometimes to do it you know it's like oh duh i better do that but still i just need reminders sometimes the final step i would do is press the flipper into each other the flippers can use each time and you can save it by basically playing catch and that's what it feels like to me when the flippers are being pressed into each other it's like we're playing catch with our brain we feel like two people playing catch with our brain and when it's doing that that's not good but that can be overwhelming because it could be good catch or bad catch if it's good catch it's just going smooth you're fine but if it's bad catch you're going boom 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 catch 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 and they don't miss it then you're screwed you're going and they miss it in that middle like monkey in the middle then you're good so like i said if it monkey in the middle if it goes in that middle it's doomsday for us so let's just make sure that we do all those steps and you just learn how to play and you can be the best pinball player of the life and you might be able to beat Robert Gaynor and you could take his spot and be the new king and I would bow to you like I might be doing right now. In conclusion, our brain operates like a giant pinball machine because of all the strategies we use in pinball and it's just like the universe. Pinball is just like the universe and how we think and the world around us even and every part of the, of the pinball machine represents us in so many ways that you guys may never understand. That'll be all for us today. I hope you learned something about pinball, and I want you right now to go to an arcade and play a game of pinball. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming in very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.